Hello, welcome to Creative Catch-Up, a podcast where myself, Natasha Newton, artist and illustrator, and me, Mel Chadwick, illustrator and designer, will be chatting about running a creative business. Each episode, we'll be diving into a different topic that has come up in our own creative practice. We'll be sharing our experiences, both the ups and downs, struggles and successes, and hopefully give some advice that you'll also find useful. So join us as Mel chats about her recent experience in travelling to Madrid and filming a Domestica course. Hola, Natasha. Hola, Mel. (laughs) Okay, so things are a little bit different for this episode um, because, Natasha, you know I've been away. I've been to Madrid. I came back last week. I've been uh, in quarantine. We thought it'd be great, actually, if Natasha would kind of grill me on what I've been doing whilst I've been away and we thought maybe you guys would find this interesting too because it's all related to my illustration work and teaching and so we thought actually you guys might like to hear about the behind the scenes of filming and traveling to another country. So Natasha what questions do you have for me? Okay, I've written down a few things that I want to ask you because I'm really interested about hearing all about the behind the scenes of this trip that you've just um, come back from. So my first question to you about this is when Domestica approached you and asked you to do this, did you immediately think that this was something that you wanted to do? Did you ever think of not doing it? My initial thoughts was, is this a joke? <laughs> is this for real? Mm. I seriously thought, to be honest, I it was such a surprise to receive an email like that. And someone, you know, the person who contacted me seemed generally interested in my work. They were like really excited to speak to me. And I guess I was quite, not sceptical, but just thinking is this is this for real yeah so what I did though I just responded and I just said yeah I'm really interested to find out more and that was the initial kind of conversation I had and then from there they we set up a meeting so we had a google a google hangout meeting I think and um kind of talked to her and she she was obviously Spanish speaking and based in Madrid Um, and that was good because I got to see her face to face and hear her talk about it what felt like a little bit like a an interview um although it wasn't it wasn't termed as an interview it just was like trying to get to know me a bit more and what I do and then I was able just to talk about my illustration and what I have been working on and they were particularly interested in my food illustration which is why they found me or how they found me yeah, that was going to be my next question was, do you know how they found you? I, I asked them, actually. I was like, how did you even find me? So um, I illustrated a lot of food illustrations for a book a couple of years ago called Foodimentary. And it was myself and three other illustrators who worked on this book. And I worked on the summer months. So we basically illustrated the month opener and then about did about 50 60 food illustrations and I think they found me through that project and found my website then were able to look at my portfolio 
Um, they also mentioned they looked at my YouTube channel as well and could see what I was like on camera. That's quite a big part of, well, it is the whole part of it. So. Yeah, you have to be, to do something like this, you have to be very confident on camera, don't you? Yeah, we just got on and, and had a nice rapport and I just felt like, oh, actually this would be real. I, I don't know why I was so like doubting that it was actually happening well sometimes when something really great happens like this it's hard to believe that it can be true you always think there's going to be a bit of a catch or something don't yeah and I, I think that's definitely true in this kind of industry as well because I've had so many what seem to be like good opportunities come up but then you know, things don't always happen. Yeah, so many things don't come to fruition, do they? Ex exactly, yeah. So I think that's why I was a little bit like that with this. After that conversation, she was still sounded really interested and then sent me the contract, which I had to look through and then sign. So Mel, can you tell us a little bit more about exactly what you were doing in Madrid? Okay, so Domestica had contacted me to... Um, teach an online course for them and the course was going to be on food illustration so I would be leading people through maybe 12-15 lessons of how I get inspired by food how I create it and then how I make my illustration from say sketches and bring it into illustrator and then combine analogue digital techniques to create a final food illustration piece brilliant so my course is basically on food illustration and how to illustrate um, a recipe that sounds so interesting to me you seem very brave honestly to do something like this because not only is it scary to be working with people you don't really know but you're also going to another country <laughs> so there's that as well <laughs> You're going to be in front of the camera. They're going to be filming you. And this is in the middle of a pandemic. Uh -huh. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> how did you feel before you left? Were you very nervous or were you kind of OK about it? I mean, because you've travelled quite a bit anyway, haven't you, throughout yeah. throughout your life? So, I uh, Yeah, mm. I have been to different cultures and experiences, different languages and but because the period of time, so they contacted me beginning of September and they set the filming dates for mid-November. So I knew that... So it wasn't a huge amount of time, was there, beforehand? No, no, it wasn't. I'm actually really glad that it wasn't because although I felt like, yes, this is good and I'm enjoying it, I think... It was good that it wasn't such a long period of time because I would have been overthinking it for that for too long. Yeah. Um, I definitely had some disturbed nights, you know, just trying to get my head around it, trying to make sure I was prepared. There was a lot of work to do in the run up to it. But yeah, it was bit by bit. I think the good thing was that they prepared you for it a little by little. So we had the whole structure of the course I had to write the um, you know what I would be teaching on and then using Google Docs we then would do tasks like every week just uploading what we had to do for that week that might be materials that we were going to use it might be our outfits that we were going to wear 
Yeah, can I just ask, did you have to take your own art materials or did they provide you with art materials? No, no, I had to take all my own art materials. Yeah, my bag was just full of art materials and and sketchbooks. So I had, I think I took all my sketchbooks. So that's about 12, 12 sketchbooks and load yeah all my art materials and then I had a tiny little space for my outfits this is the classic artist though isn't it use up all of your space in your case for art materials (laughs) it's like the clothes are an afterthought (laughs) but I mean the two outfits were the ones that would appear on camera and you had to basically wear them I think I wore one outfit for three days straight and then the other outfit for one day so but yeah you were saying how 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 did I prepare in terms of got my head around it and I think that's what helped was doing it in bits just not overthinking it too much when we uh, started the discussions we had just come out of our first no we had been out of the first lockdown hadn't we for a little little time but there were these kind of warnings about going back into one you know later and it, it was around that time that I was thinking oh will I be able to do this or will we be in lockdown. Yeah, so you, it was very uncertain, wasn't it, for a while? You weren't 100% sure, yeah. And actually, I didn't know if we were going to, if I was going to do it until a week before, as in that's when the plane tickets were booked, it was a week before. So up until that point, you know, I was thinking, is it going to happen? Isn't it going to happen? And especially, I think it was end of September, October, when Madrid went into its kind of extreme lockdown measures and you know that was on the news you know and you saw like how it was escalating in Madrid and I was thinking I'm meant to be there in November so (laughs) (laughs) when you arrived in Madrid how did things seem there regarding um, the Covid situation to be honest I I mean everyone was wearing masks they weren't there didn't seem to be that many people around for it being a city yeah, when I arrived, though, it was late at night anyway. So it was about 11 in the in the evening. Oh, yes. And your phone didn't work properly, did it? No. You said to me, yeah. you arrived in Madrid and you <laughs> that must be quite scary. It, well, I let me talk about the journey. So I left Cornwall about 8.30, uh, got the train from Penzance to Paddington and then from Paddington to Heathrow and then Heathrow to Madrid all that time I had to wear a mask and I think that was the hardest thing was actually having to wear a mask for that amount of time I don't think that is a good good amount of time to wear a mask for because when I got into the um, airport I might seriously my vision wasn't great I couldn't actually see um, the board in the distance and I and you know you kind of got a little bit cloudy so I think it was because I just wasn't having enough oxygen I don't yeah yeah, yeah. So, so I did feel a bit disorientated anyway when I arrived um, but then yeah my phone for some reason um, I thought I'd set it up to have data roaming but for some reason there was like Uh, an error came up saying you haven't set up your phone for data rooming and I was like I did I'm sure I did (laughs) (laughs) so the problem was that the my producer who who had arranged a taxi for me had sent all of his information through whatsapp which is uses your data so I couldn't access any of that info so I was like 
like, ah, how, where am I going? What am I going to do? So I kind of like had a little bit of a panic. <laughs> yeah, I think we all would. <laughs> After waiting there for 10 minutes, I got a call from some number which I didn't recognise. And I was like, oh, maybe that's something. Maybe that could be Sarah. And it was. So she had basically changed her phone number and she had managed to contact me and ring me. So my phone was working as in, you know, you could ring me but I couldn't receive data messages. Right, yeah. So in the end, she said, right, well, you just find a cab and hand the phone over to the driver and I'll tell him where he's got to drop you. So thankfully, oh, that all worked out. <laughs> oh, what a relief. <laughs> yeah, I could tell you when I got oh, to the goodness. hotel, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm here. <laughs> so... Yeah, that seems like a huge journey. I mean, even just going from Cornwall to London is a big journey, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it does take a long time, like six hours, six hours on the train. Yeah, that's a long time to be wearing a mask. And I know, I mean, I know that I struggle when I'm wearing a mask, even for short periods. So I can't imagine what it would be like to wear one for yeah. hours. Well, you think about uh, in Madrid, they all have to wear a mask all the time as well. So when you're walking on the streets, you have to wear a mask. When you it, you know, in a building when they're working, they're all wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah, because this was what I was going to ask you as well. I found it quite interesting when you posted some photos of the behind the scenes on your Instagram and it looked like they were wearing masks at one point and then... Yeah, they were, yeah. And then they they took them off and they were all like having these kind yeah. of funny <laughs> photos where you were standing there with a knife. <laughs> at least I hope it was fun. <laughs> That just sounds so random, doesn't it? No, they, that, a kitchen yeah, knife. A kitchen knife. That was actually on the last day, and we had some fun, kind of pulling some funny photos together. But yeah, the, the beginning Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we were they all had to wear. You know, they were all wearing masks, and yeah, they have to yeah. wear them when they're filming. Obviously, I didn't have to wear them because I had to. <laughs> that would be very difficult be very it? hard to you hear to me sit there in a mask. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so did you feel quite confident with um the measures that they were taking um regarding the COVID I mean thing? yeah yeah I think I, I did and and there were notices like in the hotel you know they were in the elevators you know only one family or one person in the elevator they were saying you know all of the stuff is washed over 80 degrees or something and you know it was very much you had to wear your mask there were definitely like measures that have been put in and I think more so maybe in Madrid because of the the fact that they've they had such a tight lockdown and it was probably more extreme there anyway you can't worry about it though too much even though you could le legitimately worry about it but sometimes you, you just can't when you're in that situation because you're there to do the job. And if you're worrying about it, you're not going to be able to give your best. And, the, and, and worrying mm. about it isn't going to change things either. You're just going to no, no. end up panicked and, and then not actually do what you came to do. Yeah, and you do want to enjoy the, um, the whole experience as well, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it is, it is supposed to be an enjoyable thing. <laughs> you know, you can't sit there worrying all the time. Um, yeah, so 
What would you say was your favourite part of the entire process or the trip? What was your what was the thing that stands out for you? Well, I I mean I I love actually being on the set, and actually what I loved about it was the behind the scenes bit of the set. So, as someone who likes you know filming and is interested in that kind of side of things, it was just really interesting to be able to see how the professionals do it and how they. Um, set it all up have you learned loads of stuff I I think I have I think I have picked up some stuff and I realized how important lighting is and how much of a difference that makes to a set so the way that they lit it all massive kind of diffusers and um, just lights were the important thing you could just see how things were changed just with that right lighting I also on the Wednesday we did some stop motion stuff so that was I'd loved doing that that was so nice to see because again stop motion is something that I've you know I'm just interested in and I have tried to do some of that on my own channel but I just loved how they all set it up and I could see how they did it and had fun doing it and that was really nice to do another thing I really enjoyed was the family kind of feeling that they had at the company so everyone kind of seemed to get on and at lunchtime they all have dinner, like proper dinner. So you would uh, go to the lunch hall area, um, pick up your lunch. Obviously it was because of COVID, you couldn't sit opposite someone. So that, that made it probably different, but it was nice that they all ate in their groups. So, you know, I felt taken care of in that aspect. I wasn't expected to go off and find my own dinner on my own and sit on my own. That's good, yeah. That makes a huge difference. Yeah, it does. And I was included in that. And then they'd say, Melanie, Melanie, come and sit over here. Come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Did did a Spanish person just come into the room? (laughs) And then there was a bit where you could sit outside as well. And that was really nice because the sun was out and we had some really nice days. And I think one day it came up to 21 degrees. So, Oh, wow. In November? Yeah, in in November. Gosh. I think maybe November is a good time to go and visit Madrid, especially if you don't like really hot weather. Then go, I think, in November because you're going to get maybe something like a, a British summer. Did you like Madrid itself? I guess you didn't maybe get that much chance to explore. It reminded me of Hong Kong because having lived in Hong Kong with all the skyscrapers and tower blocks and apartments probably because it was like a very much like that city busy kind of energy a lot of people similar kind of smells similar things oh, like little shops li- little fruit shops and I had some papaya which I love and I remember eating that in Hong Kong and the way that they packaged it was very very much the same as in Hong Kong as well so that was really interesting to see little things that I recognised <laughs> another thing <laughs> um, if I went out of my hotel and just turned left there was a Lidl's so <laughs> oh brilliant <laughs> <laughs> and, and we had to kind of get our own food for the evening but because we had had because we had had a dinner at lunchtime, I felt like, well, I didn't really need to have a massive dish in the evening. But for the first 
first two days I just went to Lidl's and picked up some food from there that I could just prepare easily in the hotel. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how long um, were your working days there? How long did you have to film for each day? They they were actually quite long days. So uh, the first... Yeah, because you weren't there very long, no, were you? What did you have, four days four, to four do it Four days in? to do it in. And so the first day was nine till six. It might have been a little bit later on that first day. Yeah, that's quite a long day, yeah, isn't the it? the first day was the hardest day. I mean, it was difficult, even though I like being you know on camera or I don't mind it it was very hard to I think just to adjust to everything and have like your crew which are three other people who are in the room with you one of them I've already met um or had been in communication with the producer and then had also met the film maker a couple of times on google um and then there's another guy who was the kind of audio person and he did lots of other things as well. So, yeah, it's, it was just quite overwhelming that first day. And you had to kind of get into it straight away. It wasn't like, OK, we're just going to chill for a little bit. It's like, right, OK, let's go then. This is what you're going to say. You're going to just do all of your um, introductions to your lessons. Let's go for it. This is what you're going to say. Blah, 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 blah. Can you? And then you just had to repeat it. And gosh, it was so it was just so hard just to get going and to just get the words out coherently. (laughs) It was like really, really weird. Like I forgot how to speak English. I did keep it together, but it was, it was a hard slog that first day to just, just, just do it. And I think I didn't sleep too well that Monday, but Tuesday I uh, woke up and I just gave myself a pep talk and uh, looked in the mirror and said, you could do this, Val, you could do this. So you you were feeling a little bit on that Tuesday morning, was it? You were feeling a little bit sort of uncertain and... Yeah, yeah, definitely on the Tuesday morning, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. This is like, this is quite hard. And also because I hadn't slept so well, I was really, really tired because you really need to be on the ball to do things like that, don't you? It's difficult if you haven't. I mean, Mel and I, no one will know this, but we once recorded a podcast when both of us were tired back in the summer and we actually abandoned it halfway through, didn't we, Mel? Because <laughs> it was just so terrible. <laughs> we were like, we'll just re-record this next week. <laughs> but yeah, and also knowing that you've got to be on camera and you've got to look like awake to teach you know you don't want to be kind of half comatose but literally that's what it kind of felt like and my my eyes had gone all bug-eyed as well because it's so dry in Madrid so anyway I'm glad I brought some eye drops whacked them in and then just kind of gave myself the pep talk went and had a shower and just kind of woke myself up and then put on my makeup yeah I was gonna ask do they get somebody to to do the makeup for you or do you just do your own makeup and no I don't normally wear foundation but I had been kind of preparing myself so like about a month before I bought some foundation and kind of but you have brilliant skin you don't need foundation even on camera you say that you say that (laughs) (laughs) I was like I I do get the odd outbreak and I just wanted to make sure that if that happened that I would be 
ready, you know, <laughs> to, you know, because sometimes it just helps, you know, it just helps you. So yeah, I prepared and like, I, I once I kind of got dressed and I'd got ready and I felt a lot more confident about it and yeah, did it. Yeah, that was a good, Brilliant. good day. Oh, I'm glad that you managed to give yourself that little pep talk and it kind of, you were on the up from there on. <laughs> um, yeah, one of my questions to you is going to be, what was the scariest part of all of this? Yeah, it's funny because it was literally the travel that was probably the bit that I wasn't looking forward to the most. Yeah, understandable, certainly at the moment. And going and going through, you know, customs, going through security checks, there were a lot of forms to fill before you could actually travel because, you know, the UK we were in lockdown and so you couldn't actually travel for anything other than work so in order to make sure that you wouldn't be stopped or turned around I'd had to make sure I had like um, letters from Domestica that I was working with them and then I also had to fill out a Spanish health form as well a health check thing before I went so there was actually quite a bit of admin stuff to get sorted before you could even go. And I think that is, I mean, travel when it's not COVID is, is tricky, but with, with COVID it's heightened. So at the airports was where it was most obvious that we were in a pandemic. So there were like so many warnings and so many instructions and, you know, making sure that you weren't too close to the person in front and then queuing and you know all of that stuff I was going to say I imagine that the airports are fairly empty at the moment is that right well on the way there they were definitely not as busy as on the way back on the way there the I didn't have anyone to sit next to in the aeroplane um I had a whole kind of row to myself but on on the way back it was completely full so we were all sat next to each other you know there wasn't any there wasn't any gaps, which obviously it was just a busier time to travel. I think once I got there and I'd got over myself and had my pep talk, I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, another thing that was nice was actually meeting the, another teacher who was who was there as well. I'll tell you how I met her because I didn't meet her actually in the offices of Domestica. I actually met her when I was on the Monday evening and the coffee maker that was in my room um, stopped working and I don't drink coffee anyway and I was like I just need a small kettle because I need to make myself some tea so I, I rang down and and asked them whether they had a kettle they could give me and they were like okay yeah come come on down so I went down in the elevator and just as the elevator doors opened this girl was standing there with a kettle in her no. hand and I was like I was like what are you giving me that kettle and I was like no 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 that's not right so and I just said oh are you on domestica are you doing domestica or something like that and she was like yeah yeah I am why did you think that might be the case that she was there for that well it's because she had a kettle in her hand and I was like well she must be British. Aha! <laughs> I see where you're going here. <laughs> so my mind was probably like just doing, I don't know what it was doing. And I probably, you know, I 
normally I wouldn't have said anything, but I think it was just the surprise of bumping into someone who had a kettle and I was on my way to get a kettle. <laughs> it was good though that I just kind of splurted something out because then we were able to connect and yeah. find out that we were both teachers and we were actually on the same um, floor as well at Domestica. So she was in the studio which was next to me. And then after that we kind of arranged to meet um, at breakfast and then we walked to the studio together oh that's nice yeah and then on I think Wednesday evening we we went out as well so we were we kind of tentatively went out (laughs) um to find something to eat in the evening because all of the restaurants although there's there's limits on people sitting in groups of six or more they're still open so they are open for you to come and eat in right so oh it was nice that you had someone to do that with yeah yeah because I think if not I would have stuck with the Lidl's <laughs> yeah I know I probably would do the same I can imagine I would feel a bit awkward about eating out on my own in a, in a city I don't know yeah I mean we just used google maps and like popped in restaurants near me so <laughs> that's so handy such a handy thing easily just walk around there and that's what we did we just said well let's just go and walk to it and see see what there is and there's there were loads of places you could eat we ended up sharing a pizza and um some wrap as well but the pizza was really nice really crispy (laughs) i'm remembering it now i was like oh that's such a nice pizza. you're wanting that pizza right now aren't you poor mel in isolation (laughs) in quarantine for several days already (laughs) Oh, do you, do you know what? That That is probably the hardest bit of this whole experience is doing this quarantine now. It's yeah. um, day day six. So, yeah, just, you know, and I'm doing extreme quarantine. So as in, I'm not... <laughs> it sounds like a game show. Extreme quarantine with Melanie Chadwick. It's day six. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's like that because I can't... I can't actually physically touch my husband. So <laughs> Mel, this is not that kind of podcast. <laughs> we, we don't want to know about that kind of thing. <laughs> oh dear. They're, they're, all, they're all wise enough. They know what I mean. No, that must, seriously though, that must be very difficult. And I thought about that. Like you've been away for a, a week and you come yeah. back and you can't hug him or no. spend any real time with him for two weeks. Yeah, mm. and you know what? That actually made me cry because Aww. when I came back, I saw him in the car park. He couldn't give me a hug. He couldn't. That's so strange. Yeah, he isn't couldn't. It? He couldn't pick up my baggage. You know, it was like just had to get in the car. I well, still have my mask on. Him have his mask yeah. on. Drive home, and then like going into the house and seeing that you know there was a plastic curtain up by my. That's so strange room and just going in there straight away not being able to walk around your living space it's very odd when you've been um in another country and you've done all of that traveling and suddenly you're just in one room for two weeks i mean mentally that's quite tough isn't it after after like that night yeah just feeling quite sorry for myself a bit sad the next morning i just thought right again i've got to just this isn't going to be forever i've just got to get some routines in 
and just do it yeah it does help to like I've managed to find something to exercise to and then I can I found ways in which I can relax in the evening you know switch off because that's another thing is that I could easily just probably overwork this is the thing isn't it because that's really all you've got <laughs> you're in there and you you kind of think oh well I'll keep myself busy and I'll just work and I'll do all these different projects but yeah you need sort of some division throughout your day and evening where you just take some time to just relax does Tony sit outside the door sometimes and have a chat with you we we have done that a couple of times where he's just pulled a chair to the door and I've sat on the other side and we've just chatted isn't it strange I can't believe we're living through such weird times it is really weird isn't it mentally it's it's so it's so bizarre and so difficult to deal with and I guess yeah well for your quarantine you just have to think well I'm nearly halfway through now and before you know it you'll be free and able to frolicking along the lizard peninsula Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm like with my postcards. I've I've had to like go back to, kind of just finding places to draw, you know, online. Like you did right at the beginning when we had lockdown in March um, earlier this year. Yeah. So again, it, it impacts, doesn't it? Impacts in lots of different ways that you don't think of. One final thing I wanted to ask you was whether you feel that your confidence has grown through doing something like this because you know you did have to push yourself. Things like this are easier for some people than for others for example. I would find it really difficult and I think if Domestica had asked me to do (laughs) what you've done my answer would probably be no because I'd just be too overwhelmed by the entire experience so I think I'm in awe of you and I think you're really brave for doing what you've done and um, I can imagine that through pushing yourself to do something like this you do feel more confident now you know you can handle something like that and if other opportunities arise uh, for you to be filmed for example you would probably be fine with it, wouldn't you? I think I would. I think I would like say, well, if I can do that, then I can do something else. And I, I definitely feel like my confidence has grown. I mean, I even managed to do an Instagram live there. You did, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't see it until after the yeah. event, I think. <laughs> but even that, even mm. like kind of thinking I'll do that wouldn't have happened. I would have had to have geared myself up or have a, a good reason to do it. But I just thought, well, just do it. It's like you're just talking to people you're like just sharing what's going on so just do it so yeah I I definitely feel like I have grown in confidence and yeah and I think I probably learn things more when I'm put in a difficult situation definitely yeah it's interesting because I found that just by doing this podcast which is something I wouldn't have done if you hadn't asked me and um, I found it really difficult at the beginning and sometimes I mean I have moments where I still find it quite difficult but I've noticed and and Dominic said this to me the other day that doing this has made me so much more confident when I'm speaking in my own videos so whenever you push yourself out of your comfort zone like that it does lead on to other things doesn't it you gradually become more and I think so that shows that it's really important to do to do things like this if you feel you can I mean I would say yes go for it just do it don't worry about it just do it 
you'll surprise yourself. Yeah, you don't know where this is going to lead either. I'm really excited to see your course. I have to sign up to your course. Thanks, Natasha, for asking me all about my experience. I hope that's given you a, a kind of a good overview of what happened in Madrid. Next episode, Natasha, what are we going to be looking at? We're going to be talking about mental health, looking after your mental health as a creative, especially during these times. Finding some kind of balance in your life as well between your work and, and all the other parts of your life. Mm. That sounds good. Brilliant. Okay, thanks a lot, guys, for listening today. I know it was a little bit different where I chatted a lot about my experience, but we thought it would be worth you hearing what went on. Come and find us over on our Instagram or YouTube channel. And again, if you have any comments or feedback for us, just let us know and we would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, until next episode, stay safe and stay creative.